would like a 2006 Subaru Forester make the cut? I think no? everything makes the cut. Yeah. Everything makes the cut. <laughs> We're not going to discriminate. I think we'll have a show car row and then an everything else row. Show car and then just pedestrian dad picking kids up from Taekwondo car kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you love it, it, it's worth showing. Yeah. So this is uh, Vienna Cars and Coffee. When did this whole thing become a thing? When, when did you guys start tossing this back and forth? A month or two ago. It was one of our dad's nights. We, were... we solidified the idea at Hawk and Griffin when we, we had our dad's event. And mm. uh, it was just Chris, Frank, and I. And uh, yeah, it was I, just the I three think of us, was, right? Yeah, and I think it was the, the event before that. We're just sitting around. And, and I just threw out there, just like you do, an idea. I said, you know, we should just have our own cars and coffee right here. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, you know, sort of half joking kind of things. And everyone's like, yeah, we should do that. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this is not a bad idea. <laughs> and then it was the next event when we got together. It was just the three of us. We went to the Hawk and Griffin on their, uh, during their opening week. Mm-hmm. And we sat around and we actually Saturday planned night it. Or Friday night. And that was... Uh, we were talking about it. And I'm like, oh, we should bring in Lydia Russo and make it a charitable community thing, right? Because mm-hmm. initially it was, room, room, let's just do cars. Right. And then it was like, no, come on, let's do more than just cars. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do something for the community. So uh, then we started talking about ideas for the community. And I immediately thought of Lydia... And using uh, that platform to help raise money for the food insecure of Vienna, so then uh, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a note." I'm like, no, no, let's let's just do it and see where it goes. Don't send her a note. So then I drafted the note and I read it, and they're like, "No, no, let's wait." And then I just hit send, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "You sent that?" You know, like, "Yep, I sent it." And uh, she wrote back that night, yeah, uh, like within I don't know ten minutes, she said, "Hey, I'd uh-huh. love to chat." And then it just started mushrooming. Even well, on the way home, we drove home in Frank's car. And we started scouting Vienna for that. We, we knew, we initially said Cedar Park where we're trying to do right. it, but we also drove by Jam and Java. And we're like, oh, this could work. You know, we were brainstorming it there. And I was so geeked up about it that mm-hmm. Lydia had, had, had written me back and then we went back and forth. Uh, and then we finally spoke and yeah, then Frank and created then was, the site. Yeah, and then that Sunday, so that was on like on a Friday night. And then the Sunday, I created the, the group and the site and created an invite and registered the domain name and just did all that on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then that was the Sunday. Four days later, it was Thursday. We were 250 members. So we were blown away. I mean, it was like, okay, we thought it was a good idea, but clearly a lot of other people think it's a good well, idea too. Right. And that Sunday morning, Frank and I get up and go to Social Coffee. <laughs> Sit there at Social Coffee, right? I order like $75 worth of stuff, right? To let it, I mean, I had breakfast with the whole family. I'm, oh, are you kidding me? So I was like, I'm in. We, we pull the owner aside. Frank and I, and we said, Hey, we're interested in, in doing a cars and coffee. What do you think? And she was like, ah, you know, I've heard of that. We've had other people ask. And literally while we're talking about it, two people are like, that's a great idea. You should do that. And so now, wow. like, okay, yeah. Hey, listen, this has got legs. So she gave us sort of, um, like I'll do it, but let's see where it goes. Like I can't formally endorse it, you know? So she was, uh, I wouldn't say hesitant. She's supportive, but she didn't want to get out ahead of her landlords and, and, the, and, the, mm-hmm. you know, that space. And all the other store owners too. So then I said, okay, well, uh, she said, you should talk to Lydia. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm already two steps ahead of you. I spoke to Lydia. She's all in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. I just love it. And if we can end up raising money for her, I, I just think it'd be so cool. So for people showing up, tell us a little bit about the venue, where it's at, and what proceeds go to if they do buy a cup of coffee, they get some breakfast, they do that kind of thing while they walk around. So, How does that all tie so together? So this first one, we're going to put some signs up that say, you know, park your show car here and try and get all the, the classics, the moderns, the exotics in one area mm-hmm. uh, and leave half the lot, you know, for just everybody else. 
I think the goal is, and I think we have some buy-in from the, if we can get the, the tenants uh, on board, they'll, they'll contribute a, a percentage of their take from the morning mm-hmm. to Vienna Foodies. Uh, and if we're successful and we have a, you know, a good return following, you know, we can sell T-shirts and we can have uh, Vienna Foodies do their rustic love signs. Mm-hmm. And, and all of those mm-hmm. sales, can, you know, the profit from all of that can go to Vienna Foodies. So we're getting all these opportunities for people to sponsor. And basically anything that they, you know, contribute will basically go back to Vienna Foodies. So, I mean, won't be huge, but it'd be a good number that we could contribute every two mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, but that said, right, we're not there yet in terms of like we want to make sure that it works, right? Get everybody out there. So, right. Vienna uh, Social Coffee has said, yeah, I'll open early. And most of the other businesses besides McDonald's and maybe that Craps and, and, and coffee is um, are the only ones that would be open in the morning. But the thought is maybe the other vendors could come and hand something out and say, here's a coupon if you come by. And then when you use that coupon, there'd be a, a, a some sort of a way to donate back to Lydia. Mm-hmm. But we haven't that that all is like oh that sounds like a great idea and i'd be interested but so we have to get the folks to come out right. and show show that folks will really come out we know folks are interested we just have to prove it and i think once it's, we show that it has legs then we could we could really hone in on the charitable aspect having a car is not required but socializing as a community absolutely is right, right that's right. it right. That that's the key right <laughs> that's the requirement right, right. you got to come out and celebrate the community and then we feel that in and of itself will grow any opportunities to raise money. We have 44 confirmed coming. We have 60 plus interested and we have over 340 now, I think, in the group. Wow. Uh, so if we could get half of the interested and all of the confirms, you're talking 70 people. Mm-hmm. And that's just the you know one response. We know we have folks who are not on Facebook that are coming. So I think it's realistic that we could get 50 cars and 75, 100 people there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, then we know it's got legs, right? And yeah. and Social Coffee's already agreed to open early. They're going to open at 7.30, which I think is a huge win for us because initially it was, you know, I'll see you in October mm-hmm. when after you do it a few times, you know, let's let's see if you can get 10 people. And, right. Yeah, and right. Now, now we've got at least 40 confirmed, so and, it's and I really think, cool. I think when we started this, we were kind of along the lines of, look, there's between our dad's group where there's at least five or six cars are going to show up, <laughs> You know, and in the neighborhood, we could at least get 20 people to show up. We thought, right. hey, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're super excited because we could be rivaling some of the other bigger established events because of the turnout. Mm-hmm. But, but the real test is not tomorrow, right? It's October, October 15th right. or, or, or the second, right. third uh, Sunday in October, whatever date that works out as. If, this, if we still have a good turnout in October, then we've got something real. Yeah, um, because then it's something we can keep doing and keep alive. But the other thing I think that we're going to try to do that's really going to separate, hopefully separate us from the other cars and coffees is the personal aspect, the community aspect, right? What you're doing right now, which I think is really cool. So let's say, you know, Rick shows up and we haven't met Rick yet and you pull up and I don't care what car you have, whether it's, Uh you know, your Subaru or your, (laughs) you know, 65, you know, Corvette. And we sit down and we go, hey, Rick, take a picture of you, take a picture of your car. Maybe you're there. We get a a, a 30 second, you know, spot where we we, we hear about who you are, how long you've been in Vienna or in this Mm -hmm. area and how long you've had this car. And maybe maybe that car came from your dad or your uncle or your grandfather and you've been working on it for 30 years. And oh, and you're an accountant in the area, too. And you've been helping out the community with, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And we tell that story and then 
you know, that, that happens Sunday and then someday during the week we post a car and say, hey, look, meet Rick. He brought his 69 Camaro out. He's the CPA in the area. And, right. uh, and he's been in Vienna for 20 years. He got this car from his grandfather. He's been wrenching on it since he was 16, right? Mm-hmm. You tell that story to me, like, I'm, say, I'm getting goosebumps just telling that fake story, right? <laughs> Think about when that story is real, you know? And, and it is real. Like, Jared up the street, he has a Corvette. This is such a cool story. He's got a, a 25th anniversary white night, right, Corvette, all white out. Such a cool Corvette, C4 Corvette, right? It's got a very specific transmission, which everybody hates, but it's super cool, right? Uh, a 4 plus 3 transmission, which is like four gears plus three overdrive gears. It's three, right? Or 4 plus Something 2, like I can't that, remember. Yeah. But it's, it's maligned in the Corvette community as being like the worst. It's, it's called a Nash uh, transmission. Everybody hates it because it's impossible to work on it. He has one, right? Mm. When I first saw that car, I was in love with it, right? And then I, I totally stalked him, walking my dog, Frank and I, right? And then one day I saw him driving it, so I flagged him down in front of my house, and who's in the front seat but his kid, right? Mm. And I'm like, dude, tell me about this Corvette. Oh, it was my dad's car. My dad got this car from his boss. His boss had it for a couple of years, and then looked to unload it, sold it to my dad, had it since the 90s, right? Mm. Uh, it's an 88 and I uh, had it since the early 90s and um, it sounds great it looks cool I mean it looks the part so then anyway he drives home and I was like hey this car's awesome we have to hook up look you know Frank's house like 42 cars out and you know someone with lawns <laughs> some everywhere right? so I'm like you see that guy that's my neighbor Frank he loves cars I love cars like we're car guys he's like oh this is great you know let's talk some more so anyway I don't know two or three weeks pass he pulls up in my house in that car and he knocks on my door and he's like hey I- I've had it Right, this car. I uh, just took it in. It's it's leaking, whatever. And the mechanic wants four thousand dollars to fix it. Right, and in my driveway, literally, I have the kids around my legs. Susie's not home. I'm like, don't sell your car. Like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll we'll figure this out. This car's been in your family. We can f- fix it for a fraction of that four thousand dollars. Don't do it. Right. Right. A couple weeks later, or a couple like a week later, he texts me. He says, I'm all in. I'm gonna fix it. You're right. I don't want to lose this car. Great. Right. Then he bought the parts, right? I loaned him a ton of tools. And then he had he was in between jobs. He just took a promotion. So he had a few weeks off and he worked on it. We went over, we checked it out, we looked at it. He did it all, by the way. I did absolutely nothing. Right. I sent him right. a few like YouTube videos, but I gave him a few tools that he really didn't need, right? Now it's fixed. And he did it all by himself. He did it for like $750, right? Saved wow. himself three grand. And that car will be there this weekend. And that's what I'm talking about, right? Like that kind of story where mm-hmm. and he has that car that I know his son's going to drive someday. Uh, it's just, it's too, and, he, and it's got virtually no miles on and, it. And, and he wanted I to sell him. it, but he, he dropped in my driveway saying, I don't want to fix it. Will you buy it? And I was like, I won't. Frank will buy it, but, but hang on. <laughs> <Right. you know? laughs> that's not I'm the like, point. Right? Yeah, I'm like, we're not going to let this car go from the neighborhood. Right. Like, we're going to keep it here, but right. you should keep it. Right? right. And I would love to be able to do that for other people in and around Vienna. Cause you, and we already had a guy who wants to bring his car to sell it. It's like a 72 olds. But the point is like, that's it, right? Like you take the car that connects to community and, um, and the cars are connected to people's lives. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it just all sort of mushrooms from there. Yeah. I don't know, and, like, and when Jerry was working on, it, I asked him, Hey, how's it going? He's like, Oh, it's going great. Going great. I'm having a good time. And then when it was done, he was just over the moon. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I've never done anything like this before. And, yeah, and we had all of us, and he sent us pictures of the fuel injectors. Oh, what yeah. do I do? And I was like, oh, I know what to do. And then I'm on Google, like, what the heck do we do? <laughs> and I look at it, oh, this is easy. Just, you know, use this or use that. And so, yeah, it but was But for awesome. a car that's so special to him anyway, yeah. and then to be able to do it himself, 
and it wasn't terribly hard. It just takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have the time to do it and you got to have the patience to do it mm-hmm. and you got to do the research so that you know what you're doing. But you know, the satisfaction he got out of doing it from a labor standpoint, you probably, you know, oh. hourly rate, he, he probably paid more than the $4,000 when you look at it from an hourly yeah, rate standpoint, but the satisfaction of sure. doing it yourself and not having to pay somebody else to do it absolutely is huge. And he did it in his garage with his kids. Right. And, um, the other guy that's in our group now who wasn't when this whole, his whole Corvette thing started, which was Chris. Cause while we met Jared, Chris moved into the neighborhood and Chris is a crazy car guy who works for Audi and just happens to have a lot of Corvette experience. He grew up with Corvettes. So another right. Cool story. His family Mm -hmm. just always had a Corvette. So, um, I was like, Hey Jared, good news, right? New dad in the neighborhood and he knows Corvettes and he works for Audi. Like this guy's a mechanic. And he's been awesome. So what did I do? I grabbed Chris. I said, Chris, come on. We're going to go see the C4. You need to look at it. So we could tell Jared, like, does he have a really big problem? Or does he have a very, you know, easy problem he could fix on his own? And we went up and looked at it. And, and Chris was absolutely like, oh, yeah, this is totally doable. And he, he immediately gave him, you know, four or five tips. And, and, you know, here's some things to look out for and stuff like that. So, again, bringing the community together, right? Anyway, I just, so many things that you can do with cars. We all have them, right? I keep saying, like, when do I get to quit my job and focus on this full time? (laughs) Right, (laughs) right, right. It'll never happen. But, but like, my kids are going to know how to work on the cars. And my kids are going to drive a five-speed. And and my my kids are going to have my cars. Like, I'm never selling my cars. I mean, unless something horrible happens, those cars are in my family. And so, hopefully, someday when Sam or Cecilia or Rose are driving my classic around their neighborhood when they're 30, 40 years old, someone's going to stop them and go, where'd you get this car? And I'm going to say, I got it from my dad who bought it 40 years ago and it's been in my family for whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. to me, I will be in heaven looking down on my kids, smiling ear to ear if that happens, but when right. that happens. Right. Forget everything else. It's how they treat people, grades, success, family. It's car. <laughs> if they keep it in the family, they work it on themselves. It's all about, it's no, all about the I cars. Mean, I see, I I see mean, how it right? is. Like if, if my kids, you know, carry the tradition and, and, yeah. and use the cars to, to bridge to community, then, then, you know, then I feel like that's a win. So these events, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Maybe someone's showing up. Maybe they want to sell their classic Absolutely. car, right? Yeah. So people who are looking maybe to sell, they would show up to this thing, talk about it. Steve's here to talk you out of selling it. <laughs> Apparently, exactly. we've, I will not let you sell it we, if it's been in your family. We've, we've established <laughs> that, yeah, one of the co-founders here will insist that you not, and he'll do anything it takes for you to keep it, but that is, it could be a marketplace for people. So people who are coming, either you have something to show, you just want to connect with community, you want to possibly sell, possibly get some tips on how to fix certain things yep. about these. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, all of the above, right? Absolutely all of the above. And what I think is so cool is all of the shows do that, right? But what I think is so cool is that we turn that around and then say, in, in helping Frank fix his Volvo, right? We also gave uh, 10 families meals. Right? Mm-hmm. that wouldn't otherwise have found a way to, to feed their families. If we can do that to me, if we do that one time and this thing ends, it's a, it's an absolute win. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. And again, I think that's what separates us. We want to make our cars and coffee very personal. It's not show up at the cars and coffee, show your car and leave It's show up at cars and coffee, tell your story. We're going to publish your story and you're going to reach people with that story. And that right. story might inspire others. Right. And go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and meet people. I mean, you know, when you go to a cars and coffee and you see somebody's car and if they're standing there and you're like, Hey, is this yours? And then they talk about it. But by having it close to home I and mean, we're all the way out in Dulles, you know, those people aren't neighbors. So, oh, you know, sure. we might chat with mm-hmm. 
you know, they might have the same car as, as me, but it's not as easy to connect. But if we're doing it right here in our neighborhood and it's mostly Vienna people coming, mm-hmm. you know, when I connect with somebody about a car, they have the same model I have or a different year, whatever. There's somebody I can actually make a connection with and then maybe, you know, help them out with their car. They can help me with mine. Mm-hmm. We can build relationships too. Hey, so it's, it's, it's more than just chat and socialize for an hour. It's chat and socialize. And then I'll see you here in two weeks and we'll continue this conversation and, you know, we'll get together on the weekend and I'll help you, you help me, whatever. Share tools, whatever. And the other thing too, and we probably need to highlight this is Cedar Park Shopping Center, right? Has mm-hmm. kind of been a tired shopping center. If, when, and Frank and I have both been here six years. You've been here a while yeah. too, right? That shopping center, when I first moved in, was was real tired. And now Christian, the the, the, the guy who uh, works for the real estate company, told us they infused a lot of money, like millions of dollars, to give that place a facelift and bring in the right businesses to sustain it. Social Coffee, he said, is, is the anchor there, right? And we have seen a lot of places come and go in that shopping center from a beer distributor, the wine place. We specifically said, let's go there. They just infused that place. It's got a facelift. It looks nice. It's almost always dead. And if it wasn't for like the dollar store and CVS mm-hmm. and now Social Coffee, like who knows if that place survives. And we can all, all the guys in our dad's club, all 12 of us, right? We can all walk there. So the point is, too, if we can infuse this sort of event that brings attention to that shopping center, mm-hmm. maybe now... In some way, shape, or form, we help keep a business alive. Yeah, and there's like three new restaurants coming in. Yeah. You know, I mean, Christian was saying they got like three new restaurants about to, you know, are going to open in the next, Mm -hmm. say, six months. And if we've got this event going on and people are aware of the shopping center, when those restaurants open, you know, that's going to help their success. It's going to help them get the word out and it's going to help them to drum drum up business and, and, you know, maybe succeed. So. I'm so geeked up about it. It keeps me through the week. I'm sitting at work and I'm checking Facebook all the time. <laughs> On the weather. To see. I've, I've, I've been looking You're at the weather like it's been sort of addicted to it and I'm so bummed. Uh, oh, yeah. 60% to 80%. <laughs> oh. Well, let's tell everybody when this is going to be. So the goal is first and third Sundays of each month, Correct. at least for now, as we come through summer and we're entering fall, it's from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. at the Cedar Park Shopping Center in Vienna. Folks can go to ViennaCarsAndCoffee.com. They can visit the website. They can see where all that is, thanks to Frank. And we've got a nice map here. There is a Vienna Cars and Coffee Facebook page that everyone is welcome to join over, what, close to 400 now? Yeah, three, 340-ish right now. Three, 340? Yeah. Okay. It's always nice to round up. Well, I guess we have to get past 350 to round up, but okay. Well over 300 who have Three, um, excuse me 351 exactly okay That's 400, 400. Crazy. <laughs> and 43 confirmed for tomorrow with 71 interested like this was supposed to be 10 guys if we were to get 10 cars and seven of them are ours <laughs> all right well there you go and then we we do want this to be interactive so we want people to post photos um, on instagram there's vienna cars and coffee the handle there is at vienna cars underscore coffee um, so that's where you'll find where we can uh, upload those photos and we'll figure out how to do all that, I think, as we're kind of this thing picks up steam. And then there's a YouTube channel, this Vienna Cars and Coffee on YouTube that we have a link to on ViennaCarsAndCoffee.com that will start ramping up. But this is yeah. exciting. This is fun to be a part of. I'm personally, I mean, I, I appreciate cars and I'm all about learning about them. It doesn't drive me, no pun intended, every day, but I, this is something that I just like connecting with neighbors. <laughs> 
you know, I like connecting with neighbors, being in the community, supporting local businesses. This again, portion of the proceeds going back to Vienna foodies. So it's turning back into helping folks who are food insecure. So it, to me, this is just a, a tremendous thing. And it gives me something to do while I have my kids for the weekend here by myself uh, for an hour and a half as well. They're jazz, you know, so kids, oh, it's right? A, it's a we, family event. We, we want, we want, yeah. we want moms, we want dads, we want kids, we want everyone to come out. Because it's not just about the cars. I mean, you know, cars tend to be very guy dominated, but a lot Absolutely. of females who, who are, you know, wrenching on cars, who are mechanics and who are doing the same thing that we're doing. And, uh, and we want to stimulate that and encourage that. Yeah. So I'd say too, I think what you're doing with your podcast, like, and if I could give a plug to your, to Thank your, you. your side, sure. like I'll it's it. so cool. Like what, uh, Rick asked me in to do a, a quick podcast about whatever small engines, but when I was doing a little bit of research on it, he s- shared a, a, a podcast he did with the local family here. And, um, and I heard that podcast. It was like so cool. So what you're doing about connecting the community and telling people stories, you know, we hear about stories of famous people, right? Like, you know, but I think it's really cool to just tell stories about not just the everyday people, and what's going on in their life to Absolutely. me. It's so cool. And you are really embracing that and, and, and shining a light on that to me. It's just so, so cool. And I think it's so great that first of all, you're a plank owner in our dad's club, right? Our dad's <laughs> club is now doing this, right? And now we're leveraging your incredible skill for all things surrounding the community and bringing people together, just regular people together, which to me, I'd much rather read about you and what's going on in your life than, you know, Tom Cruise and what the heck's happening. <laughs> right. Like I don't care, but you're my neighbor right. and I really care. Yeah, likewise. You know what I mean? And, um, and I just think it's so cool. And I, I can't thank you enough. I'm sitting around here looking at like high end AV equipment, right? When I was going to do this all on my iPhone, right? Like, so I don't know what to say other than thank you, Rick. You're an amazing yeah. human. Oh. And uh, I love what you're doing for this community. And I cannot thank you enough. Well, I appreciate it. Steve, Frank, the co-founders of Cars and Coffee, and plus Vienna Dads. We're all co-founders. All right? co-founders. But, I mean, you guys really have been the, the brains and the brawn. I don't know which one of you wants to be the brains, brawn. I don't know if one of you is more brawn. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we have enough yeah. brains Frank between us. To, Frank, to is the, Frank and brains. Chris are probably the brains, right? Uh, yeah. I'm the, I'm the loud mouth. No, but, uh, well, this is great. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody. There's probably going to be rain tomorrow, but that's okay. We're going to rain uh, our we're, shine. We're, we're big boys and girls. We can bring our umbrellas. We can hang out, see what we see, talk, have a cup of coffee, hang out, get together, and then uh, it'll be on to the 15th for the next one. So Absolutely. Thanks again. Okay. Great, guys. Thanks. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep.